You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Ask Drone You news show. Joining me today, as always, you may know him as Haya, you may know him as the Dutchman, or you may know him as his call sign, which is the Flying Dutchman. Haya, welcome back, my friend. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, good morning, Paul. How's it going? Well, the internet speeds are much better, and I'm much happier. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Internet speeds are great. Weather in New York is great. I had my coffee. Life is, life is awesome. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that, that is good. That is good. Well, it looks like we have some good news to report on this week, which I think everyone likes hearing about. And just as Drone You had reported on how Part 107 certified drone companies can offer drone delivery under Part 107, it seems like, Haya, more yeah. and more companies are really uh, taking flight as drone delivery is really spreading its wings in the wake of COVID. Hope you liked all my puns. What do you have? Yeah, this is uh, Zipline. Zipline's been officially approved by the FAA to use their drones, fixed wing drones, to deliver medical supplies. And it seems like they might well be flying under Part 107 because they're flying from one Novant Health company or location in North Carolina to two other locations. And these are flights that are, I think, 20 to 30 mile round trip flights. These drones fly at 70 miles an hour. If you've never seen a video of how these drones are being launched, how they fly and how they're also being uh, caught in a, in some line system on the way back, uh, be sure to check that out on YouTube. It's pretty fascinating. I think it's awesome that they, they were able to fast track and work with the FAA to get these uh, drone deliveries uh, up and going. We know from Zipline that they've done over 100,000 successful flights and flew more than 1.8 million miles in Tanzania, Ghana, and Rwanda. So these are all three African countries. In Africa, the rules are a lot more lenient than they are here in the US. So Zipline, even though it's a US-based company, they've moved their operations down there and they've been flying for the last couple of years and they've been very successful. Now, in the wake of the coronavirus, they're preparing to roll out these services in the United States at a much larger scale. Um, they've said that, I mean, yeah, it would take work to, to be able to cover bigger parts of the U.S., but uh, it's not something that is impossible. So we're super excited. We're going to keep an eye on uh, on how they're doing in North Carolina. And yeah, maybe, uh, maybe they will be able to spread out into other areas as well. One thing to keep in mind as well is right now they're not allowed to fly across state borders. So it very much sounds like they are flying under a part 107 and the FEA is allowing them to fly beyond visual line of sight. So it's it's a cool story for sure. Yeah, definitely a cool story. Um, I would love to see more on their beyond visual line of sight rules because most of the BVLOS waivers that I've seen granted seem to offer more of a daisy chain kind of setup with visual observers to allow for a more extended visual line of sight rather than beyond visual line of sight. So I think it's fantastic news, Haya, and I love to see that more and more people are utilizing drone delivery. Now, interesting point, you mentioned interstate delivery, and this was one of the one of the four or five parts of the formula that we talked about here at Drone U when we cracked the code on offering drone delivery. 
But I'm wondering how important that actually is, especially in the United States wacky healthcare system where health insurance companies cannot compete across state lines. So I wonder how important that really is when it comes to drone delivery. Now, I think one of the greatest uh, evolutions of our healthcare system would be to allow cross-border competition for insurance plans, but I am not here to be a politician, Haya. Rather, I'm here to speak the truth about taking flight, which brings me to our next piece of drone news. Hiya, it seems like as drone delivery is moving forward and forward and forward, as more companies are taking on drone delivery and as the FAA actually opens up the skies to the industry, it brings us to our next news story, which is all about how the community at large is getting ready for drone delivery. What's going on here, Haya? Yeah, I think you're talking about the Gartner report. Um, Gartner is suggesting that by 2026, we would have more than a million drones that are carrying out retail deliveries. And that will be up from 20,000 today. Now, I'm not quite sure where the 20,000 number comes from. I mean, Gartner reports aren't always accessible to the public. I mean, typically they just release a summary and then you have to shell out the big bucks to get all the, uh, the interesting information. However, a million drones that would carry out retail deliveries, meaning you would order something from Amazon and a drone would show up at your backyard, front yard, wherever, and drop off the products, or you would get something through a UPS drone. I mean, this will be different than what we're seeing uh, happening right now in North Carolina. With the NoFund Health, they fly from one location to another location, so from A to B, and it's always the same route back and forth. What they're talking about here is you have one distribution center with uh, some kind of drone port, basically, and then they would send out the drone with a package to your home and then to the next home. So it's more like a spider weapon that way, something that currently isn't happening. Uh, you would need a lot of rules and regulations to change to facilitate this. But apparently Gardner's thinking that this is going to take off uh, in a tremendous way. They also say that autonomous drones offer lower cost per mile and higher speed than vans in last mile deliveries. And when they deliver their parcels, uh, their operational costs are at least 70% lower than if something is delivered by van. So especially in urban areas, uh, typically the areas where it's not the easiest uh, to fly drones, the benefits of uh, having packages delivered by drone would be the greatest. So there's a lot of things that need to be ironed out. I mean, we know that Jeff Bezos uh, famously uh, announced back, I think it was in 2013, that in a matter of years, drone deliveries would be uh, something that routinely happens in our life. Gardner seems to think at least that by 2026, only 13 years later, this might actually happen. So it's interesting. Um, I wish I could get my hands on the actual report and kind of dig into it a little bit more. But um, yeah, uh, 2026 at this point is not that far away anymore, really. Yeah, super fascinating, but it definitely goes to show that that formula, again, about how companies need to deliver to their own property, right, holding to the public. I think it's, um, it's a legal term that goes beyond what most people are, can comprehend, including myself, Haya. So it's not surprising that it's a complex, to say the least. But Haya, it seems to me that with all this drone delivery stuff that's going on and the points that you mentioned here, it seems like Zipline is not the only company who's really making waves with drone delivery. As during the pandemic, it seems like Wing is now getting more and more involved with drone delivery. Is that right? 
Yeah, uh, Wing from Google uh, or Alphabet. Um, they've been doing drone deliveries, uh, I think for the for the most part, really in Australia, Cranberra. Uh, they've been doing them for a couple of years. They've recently also opened up a facility in Helsinki, Finland, where they've been doing it. But apparently during the pandemic, their drone deliveries went up by 500% from February to April. So there's a huge increase. Now, globally, it was a little less, 350% increase, which is still massive. But apparently the most of it happened in Australia and they're saying that they've done thousands of deliveries using uh, their wing drone now it's a very special drone it's a quite a particular design has little props to kind of go up vertically and then it flies horizontally so it is able to take off and land vertically but then once it's up in the air it picks up speed and behaves more like a fixed wing drone also it doesn't need any help when it makes the deliveries i mean it hovers at about 20 feet and then a tether comes down and it basically drops the package on your doorstep so you don't need to interact with the drone or there's no risk of, of anybody getting hurt really because the drone stays airborne and just kind of drops the package from a height that hopefully won't damage whatever it is that you ordered. Talking about those products, it's really a lot of the grocery stuff apparently that they've been delivering. I mean, in the article, they say that they've delivered fresh bread, coffee, household groceries, uh, such as milk, eggs, toilet paper, and even hot roast chickens and sushi. I mean, sushi. it's, it's totally... Yeah, sushi. So this is totally different. I mean, if you look at Zipline, we're talking about medical supplies, uh, personal protection equipment, uh, things like that, right? Like things that have an urgency and, and that's, that matter. Whereas if you look at Wing and what's happening mostly in Australia, they're delivering things like hot coffee, which I guess could be something that's, uh, that is a highly uh, needed product at times as well. But it, it's very different. Um Going back to the drones, they're fixed wing drones, uh, about three feet. They weigh about 10 pounds and they can carry about 3.3 pounds worth of payload. And they fly at speeds of 70 miles an hour. So again, these are drones that fly very, very fast. They're somewhat limited in what they can carry. But yeah, I mean, this is what's, what's happening right now. And apparently because of the pandemic, their deliveries have gone through the roof. So that's, that's quite interesting, really. So would you agree that maybe the pandemic really is uh, creating the age of the drones? You know, we said 2017, 2018 was the year of the drones. I think that was all bullshit. I think that like this is the year of the drones because this year we're being forced to reconcile with remote ID and come up with a common sense solution that doesn't kill the industry. And right now it seems like the gas is on the foot pedal all the way as COVID has showcased how important drone delivery is because you can have true contactless delivery, right? I mean, Even if it's just a coffee or sushi, guess what? You could have just saved a life with one contactless delivery. And it makes me wonder, Haya, at what point will the American government allow for the skies, well, to truly allow for macro growth of our economy as a whole? Because as we wrote in that article, I think it was a couple months ago, Haya, we said, could drone delivery be the solution to COVID-19? As far as delivering tests, as far as delivering um, even food for contactless delivery. And I just wonder, will this pandemic make entrepreneurs, businesses, enterprises, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies start to think about maybe we need to be using drones a lot more than we thought? Because as American companies have focused on efficiency, right, make the most money possible and spend the least amount possible, we have really showcased to the world, to the United States, just how unprepared we are on multiple levels of infrastructure. 
from internet speeds to, well, the mailman, uh, to even, you know, things like this, Haya, it really makes me wonder how different would our response be to this pandemic if these systems had been in place? Yeah, you make a couple of good, uh, really good points, I think. I mean, we've seen during the corona crisis that drones were used in different ways, right? And some of them were deemed less acceptable by the public. So, for instance, drones with loudspeakers that would fly and basically shout at people, say, hey, go back inside. You're not supposed to be here. We saw that in Italy. We saw that in France. We've seen that well, in a number of uh, countries, but also right here in Manhattan. People typically don't respond well to those kind of scenarios. Uh, same thing with the testing they've done in uh, Fairfield County in Connecticut, where they had drones and they were looking for symptoms that might indicate that somebody was sick. Those kind of use cases for drones have not been received very well. But then on the flip side, if you look at package delivery, and I think Zipline is probably one of the best examples, you see where drones make a ton of sense. And another good example would be the uh, agricultural drones, where they use them to spray disinfectants and you can clean out areas much, much faster than you can do by traditional methods. So I think with the coronavirus, we've seen different use cases. Cases. Some of them were not received very well, uh, so we know that maybe that is not the way forward. Other drone applications uh, have been far more successful, and I think we'll probably see a lot more of that going forward. I couldn't agree more, Hi. I couldn't agree more. And as we get to our last piece of news this week, as drones, just as you said, have been used for good, and the perception of some of those uses may not be so good. But I think the perception of this story would be rather good as, again, the pandemic is making Americans really forcefully think about the systems and the things that we have been okay with for a very long time. And one of those things, as you know, is the whole climate change issue, which has really reached a political epitome in recent years. Yet one drone company says, hold on a minute, pump the brakes. We can solve this problem very easily. And I just so I wonder what's going on here with Flash Forest, Haya, you know, as as climate has become a big deal, as we saw India's skies clear up in the wake of the pandemic and see a level of pollution or a lack of pollution that we haven't seen in so long. It really makes me wonder how we could add to the world's filters by growing more trees. What's going on here, Haya? Yeah, Flash Forest is a Canadian drone startup company. And uh, like we were just talking about how drones can provide additional speed and and efficiency in, in different applications, for instance, disinfecting areas. These guys are using drones to drop pallets that basically plant trees. So you would fly the drone, drop all these pallets or basically shoot them and you would plant trees. Now, if you plant trees in a manual manner, you'd probably do about 1500 trees a day. And that's if you're proficient and well-trained and experienced. A drone can do much more. A drone does, uh, let me look up the number, about 10 to 20,000 trees a day. And they can actually see that going up to about 100,000 trees per day that one drone could plant. Now, why is this important? Trees are basically the lungs of the earth and they filter the air. And to counteract the global warming, you would need about 1 billion hectares worth of trees to bring down global warming by one and a half degrees Celsius. Now, that's uh, a tremendous number of trees. It's pretty much the same size as the entire United States. So we have a long, long way to go. Right now, we're losing about 7 billion trees every single year. Now, and Flash Forest is trying to plant trees and they aim to plant 1 billion trees by 2028. 
So we're in 2020, we need to go to 2028. So let's say that's eight years, 1 billion trees. Meanwhile, we're losing 7 billion trees per year. So even though you can see that what Flash Forest is trying to do is a, is a tremendous achievement if they get there, but at the same time, it's not nearly enough to actually offset the global warming, apparently. So there's there's a lot more that needs to be done. Um, I think the, the main point of this article really is that if you do it with a drone, you can do it much, much faster than if you were to do it by hand. So it's, it's another great example of how drones can provide speeds, can provide efficiency, and allow you to do things that otherwise simply wouldn't be possible. This is fantastic. I, I love hearing about this. Uh, one of my friends, Elon, out of Santa Fe, had an idea like this a few years ago, but it never really went off the ground. I just wonder how much of an effect that this would have on the globe as a whole. And I hope that this continues to expand and to help the earth because this is definitely not a human-made world. Uh, it, is a, uh, it is a natural world. And we have a responsibility to take care of it. So, Haya, I just want to say thank you again for your time today because these news shows are a lot of fun. And we've got some encouraging news, but we're going to have to save it for next week. So, if you are mm-hmm. enjoying the news show, don't be afraid to like, subscribe, or follow us on Spotify. Recently, Haya, I've been moving to Spotify for podcasts as I'm kind of sick and tired of the podcast app on my iPhone. And as, you know, the news with Joe Rogan moving to Spotify said, hey, I'm going to give this a try. Little did I know, Drone U has been publishing the podcast on Spotify for almost two years. So so if you listen to us on Spotify, give us that follow and give us some social gold. But Haya, next week we've got a lot to cover and it's going to be exciting. For sure, man. I mean, uh, pleasure doing these shows as always and looking forward to the next show that we'll be doing. I look forward to it as well. In the meantime, I'm going to level up in life and go from no kids, no dogs, to adding a new family member this weekend. And that's why I have to go. But Haya, on that bombshell, that is going to do it for me today. (laughs) I hope you have a fantastic weekend ahead, my friend. And for everyone out there... Keep taking to the skies. Keep taking flight. Enjoy the exploration as we have it now. And keep fighting for the rights to fly. I'm, well, you can call me Taken Flight. And he's the Flying Dutchman. But this is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.